Hello, and welcome to the Just Bible No Fluff podcast. My name is Katie, and here it's all about the unfiltered Bible without any extras. Join me for a focused journey through faith, uncovering the truths that truly matter. In today's episode, we will be uncovering a biblical truth from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. So grab your Bibles and let's dive in. The text reads, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your might. And the words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Okay, so now let's zoom out. So the book of Deuteronomy was written by Moses, and the people who were part of the Exodus with Moses back in Egypt, they disqualified themselves from entering the promised land because you know what they made some bad choices and this book is where Moses is now explaining the laws to the new generation so he will call this new generation to a life of following following God's ways so Moses is going to tell them to follow God and not turn from him like the older generation did. In the section of text that we're in in Deuteronomy, we're going to be seeing that the key to everything to being a follower of Jesus is love. So let's start discussing the text. So in verse 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So this is telling the new generation who we are going to follow, the Lord. He's our God. The Lord is one. So in verse 5, it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. So at the beginning of verse 5, it says, You shall love. The original word, love, in the Hebrew text means pure love and it's referred to a parent loving their child so it says we shall love God with pure love and then it goes on and it says with all your heart now in the Hebrew heart here means the inner man inner man or the mind so this is a contrast to the flesh side that we have, the decisions we want to make, the, the natural bad choices in life we want to make. And then it can, the verse 5 continues and says, now, now that we are loving God with all of our mind, now we have to love the Lord with all our soul 
And the word soul in Hebrew means living being. And it literally means the desires, the appetite, and the emotions that we have. So now we're taking it to the next level. First, we love God with our mind. Now we have to love God with every desire that we have. Our appetite is completely for him. So do we have the love, not just of our mind, but now do we have the love of our soul where every desire and everything we want to do in our lives is for God? But the verse hasn't finished yet. It continues, it says, and with all your might. Now that word might in Hebrew means force. It means the magnitude or the degree. So now we have to love our God with our mind and our desires. And now in magnitude, do we love God that much that we're doing all three of these things? So in verse 6, it says, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. So what did we just read? That we should love the God. We should love our God with our heart, our soul, and our might. And that these things shall be on our heart. Are we thinking about this today? Are we considering how deep Our love is for God today. Are we contemplating that in our own hearts? Because Moses told the new new generation to think about this in our hearts. Are we? We're still the new generation. We're still part of God's family. Are we thinking of this for ourselves? And then verse 7, Moses continues and says, You shall teach them diligently to your children. So now that we are living our lives this much with this much love for God and we're contemplating it in our hearts. Now we have to teach it to the next generation and not just teach it. It says, diligently teach it to your children. Do we give our children our diligent effort with sharing the word of God to them? Most of us will probably say, no, we're not diligent. We're just getting by. But Moses is saying, we're the new generation. We have to have all this on our heart. And now we have to take it to the next generation. Because whatever we do, our kids are looking at our examples. They're going to take our faith and that's what they're going to do. If they don't see us being diligent with our faith, they're not going to think about being diligent with with it themselves. So verse 7 isn't even over yet. And it says, And shall talk to them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. So are we talking to God? Are we talking, sorry, about God at all times with our kids? And it's giving examples. Are you talking about him with your kids when you're sitting in home, at home? Or when you're walking with your kids, or when you're lying down, or when you're rising up. Is God the first thing you talk about in the morning when your kids wake up? Is God the last thing you talk about when you're putting your kids to bed? Do you talk to them about God 
at every moment you have with your kids. That's what Moses is saying. He's saying, God wants us to do this. So then verse 8, it said, Now you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. I don't know about you guys, but when I have to remember something and I keep forgetting to do it over and over again, I will literally write it on my hand because as you're talking, you look at your hands so you'll remember it. And that's what he's saying. He's saying God's God should be so important in your life that it's as if you wrote it on your hand and you see it everywhere in every conversation. Is God, is he that much in our lives that it's like we wrote his name on our hand? Now, verse 8 continues and says, And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. So the Jewish people will often have this contraption called a frontlet tied on their head where there's a little box in it that sits right between their eyes. And they'll put a Bible verse in there. And it's one that they want to work on memorizing. And think about it. If you had something right on your forehead, you would see it out of the like side view of your eyes every, everywhere. So is our faith like that? It's the same with the hand. Is it is our faith and our love in God? Because think about the context. We're talking about our love of God. Is our love of God that prominent in our lives? That it's like a frontlet or it's like writing it on our hand. And then we have verse 9. And it says, You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So now our love of God is so important that it's on the front of our house. It's on our gate, meaning that not just our family sees it, but those around us that aren't our family see it. So you see this progression? It starts with our love of God. Our love of God overflows onto our kids and those in our house. And then our love of God overflows from them out to the world. So you see, our love of God is an overflow into every aspect of our lives. If our love of God is not overflowing, then do we even have that much love for God? Because the text here says, if you have your love of God from your heart, your soul, and your might, then it will overpour into those in your household. And then it will overpour into those all around you in the world. That's the love of God we should have today. So if Moses was telling this new generation that this is the main point, because if the new generation had this kind of love for God, they wouldn't make the bad choices in life and disqualify themselves from entering in the promised land like the old generation did. So we have two choices today. Are we going to act like the old generation and not have this kind of love for God, which will lead to us making the bad choices in life? Or will we work on our love of God and become like the new generation? One that will 
make the good choices, the things God wants us to do? Will we do that? Will you make the good choices for your love of God and let it overflow into those around you? This week, I want to challenge us to work on our love with God. I want you to sit down and think about these three words with all our heart. This is the opposite side of flesh. This is our mind. Think about soul. This is our desires and our appetite. And think about might. This is our magnitude of love. Think about your relationship with God. And I want you to write down the pros and cons that you have with your relationship with God. What ways do you have this kind of love for him? In what ways can you improve? Think about your love with God this week. Do you have heart, soul, and might in your relationship with him? If not, why not? If you don't, today's the perfect day to work on your relationship with God. Think about all those around you, not if you have kids or if you don't. Think about the people that you interact with at the store. Do they see your love of God in the way you act, in the way you present yourself? You don't have to have a new, you don't have to have a some kids, new generation to teach them to. But if you do, look at your kids. Are you leaving a legacy of your love of God for them to continue on even past your lifetime? So today, choose to work on your relationship with God. Choose to love Him with all your heart, your soul, and your might. And let that overflow of love pour out onto those in your lives. Choose to work on your legacy of love today. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Just Bible No Fluff podcast. Hit the follow button for new episodes every Monday. Remember, the beauty of the Bible lies in its direct impact on our lives. Stay connected, stay faithful, and keep diving into the unfiltered wisdom of God's Word. Until next time, this is Katie signing off, wishing you a day filled with purpose and faith.